Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. And then we didn't hear him anymore. Then it got silent. He was right in front of our door. We heard a gun get cocked in. This happened on June 7, 2013, when I was a freshman in college. It was a regular day where I had three classes. I finished one class and had an hour between one class and the beginning of another. I always went to our campus library. But on my way to the library, I received a call from my brother. He told me that he saw a man shooting at a bus in the middle of the street. I expressed to him how crazy I thought that was. He also told me that the car sped away. He doesn't know where they went. I got to the library and I told him that I would call him back. As I was sitting in the library with my head in a book, I happened to see a random car park in the middle of our campus and two people got out. One man and one woman. The woman was running frantically and the man got out wearing all black with what looks like a rifle in his hand. I then thought back to what my brother just told me, thinking that this might be the same person. At the same time, I thought to myself, why is this police officer getting out of that random car? He was dressed just like a SWAT officer, sort of. I sat there trying to figure out what was going on as this man walked across the courtyard. Then all of a sudden, he walked up to this woman, who I knew from one of my classes, and without hesitation, he shot her and continued to walk toward our building. I began to yell out to everyone that he has a gun, and I was pointing outside. I saw a few people react when I did, due to the sound of the gunshot. They began to yell also. It all happened so fast and a lot of us began to hide because we couldn't get out. Some people got out, but we didn't have time to. I hid in an aisle. I saw the man enter through the automatic doors with his rifle to his side. He was yelling out that he was a police officer, but he didn't hold his weapon like one. But once he said that a few students came out from hiding, he grabbed his weapon and they ran, but he didn't shoot. I peeked my head out more as the man walked to the front desk. I can see the librarian peek her head around, but she looked confused. The man saw her as he were walking past the desk. He stopped. He looked to where she was, but she just so happened to move away. She actually walked away instead of run for some reason. He walked through the doors into a hallway where she went into. I came out from hiding and placed myself where I could see the hallway all the way down the hallway. He followed the librarian. She went into a closet with other people, and the shooter started to bang on the door. But he kept saying that he was the police. He told them to open within a few minutes, or he'll shoot. But within a few seconds, he began to fire into the door. I heard people screaming, and I wanted to help. But I felt that would be suicide for me, being that I didn't have a weapon. 
I heard people saying that the police are coming. The man stopped shooting and started to bang on the door even more. He then left that door, heading back toward us. I went back into hiding, but could still see. He walked through the room where we were, and he went out into the first set of doors, and the cops were right there. The cops and the shooter began to fire at the same time, and then it all stopped. The cops dragged the man outside and escorted all of us outside. Out there, it was pretty chaotic. Eventually, we found out who the shooter was. His name was John Sawari. He went on a shooting spree within our city that day. This happened in 2013, but it still feels like it just happened yesterday. This happened on the day after Christmas in the year 2000. I worked at Edgewater Technology in Wakefield, Massachusetts. The day started off pretty normal. I clocked in and went to my station. We all did. I can remember that the aura of the day was off, but I might just be saying that due to what happened that day. After working for a little bit, I had to run to the bathroom due to my Christmas food from the day before. TMI, I know. I was renting a magazine using the restroom and out of nowhere. I heard people yelling and running and saying that he has a gun. Then I heard the rounds go off. It scared the crap out of me, literally. I got up without wiping. Then I heard more shots, but they were closer than before. A few people burst through the bathroom door and they were saying that he's right there. They closed the door and they put the trash can in front of the door while pushing against it. They were also saying that Mike has gone crazy. We heard someone stop right by the door, but he was pleading and then we heard another shot, but he was still making noises, then another shot, and then we didn't hear him anymore. Then it got silent. He was right in front of our door. We heard a gun get cocked and someone touching the door handle, but he stopped. There was no more shooting, but we could hear screaming and the fire alarm going off. Everyone in the bathroom was crying and it got worse when the blood was coming in the bathroom from under the door from the person that was laying there. About a minute later, we heard police in the hallway and they were in front of our door, but we were still afraid until we heard them assess the person that was bleeding by our door. They said he was gone. They opened the door and told us it's okay. They got him. The shooter was waiting for the cops in our reception area. His name was Michael Morgan McDermott. He actually worked with us. I don't know why he did what he did, but I can say that it was the worst day of my life. But what I won't forget is the scene once we left the bathroom. So many people were hurt and the looks on the faces of those who got in his way would never leave my memory. What really confuses me is that I saw Michael right before this happened and he was joking around with everyone. This situation really made me not be so quick to trust individuals no matter how long I've known them. This is the worst day of my life. I was eight years old in the third grade and my younger brother Lucas was in kindergarten. Our school had three different lunch times, kindergarten and first grade, first period second and third grade, second period, 
in fourth and fifth grade, third period of lunch. Once the first period of lunch was over, I remember we were doing a weekly assignment. Usually those take about 20 to 40 minutes to finish. 40 minutes later, right as I had finished it, I remember the dean's voice played on the speaker. He sounded scared and panicked as he said, all students and staff, this is not a drill. Go into lockdown. I felt worried and started to panic myself as my somewhat cool and laid-back teacher seemed to panic as well and rushed to the door to lock it, closed the blinds, and whispered to hide in the blind spot away from the windows. As we all sat in silence for what seemed like hours, we heard a knock on the door. A few girls and boys, including me, all jumped a bit. The slight knocking soon turned into loud banging. A few girls started to panic to only make the already scary situation worse. Minutes felt like hours for him to finally leave. After 15 minutes of hiding in pure terror, the dean finally came over the PA system telling us to walk in the single file line to the entrance of the school to be greeted by police. By the time me and my brother Lucas went into our mom's car, I looked to my brother. He was pale and looked around frantically. When we got home, I asked what was wrong and he said something that still scares me to this day. When that guy was pounding on my brother's classroom door, my brother peeked out from the sink. He saw a tall man looking through the window. He said his teacher literally pushed his head down frantically to hide him so he wouldn't be seen. He mentioned that the door had a window and was barely covered. I also want to say that this was 2013, so I vaguely remember most of the details and had to ask my friend if he remembered the whole incident. I want to show you the layout of the school. The yellow line is where my class is. The red is where my brother's class was. Now we came to the conclusion that he either entered into the, where the orange line is or the blue line. To give you context on where those lines are located, the orange line leads to the back entrance where there is a fence that is easily able to climb over. The blue line shows a way back between the school grounds and some houses. There's a tiny gate which is also easy to hop over. Now I want to clarify that those were assumptions on how he could have entered the school. If he went through the orange line, he must have went to my classroom, then hit a few more classrooms, then went to the kindergarten area, which is where my brother's class was. Or he did vice versa, if he were to enter where the blue line was. Since this was back in 2013, we don't remember if this guy was caught or not. But all I hope is, is that he was caught.